Hello, my lovelies. This is May K. Sang, your podcast guesting strategist and mentor, cat lover, and the proud host of the Quiet Rebels podcast. This is the place for experts on the rise who are finally ready to stop playing small and to start showing up as the leader they've always been. And contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. You've always been the type to see things differently, and you've always chosen another pathway if the one laid out in front of you just doesn't align with your way of life. You're not alone in this. So to help you on your journey, I'm bringing conscious conversations to the table with myself and guest experts who will help you with the inner work that needs to be done in order to make a positive impact on the world with what you do. I see you. And now it's time to hear you, my friend. So please welcome to The Quiet Rebellion. You're listening to The Quiet Rebels podcast, episode number 60. And my lovely, have you chosen an amazing episode today? Because you're just going to hear it from both sides. It's going to be overflowing with joy and wonder and exploration. Because my special guest and I... Um, we've actually treated ourselves to each other's VIP day services. In my case, she invested in my VIP spotlight day. And in her case, I invested in her day spa, which was beautiful. And you're going to find mid-interview that the very work that she does and what we're going to be talking about today, um, authentic automation and quiz funnels, is that her very work is actually what planted the seed for me to actually do the rerun that just happened a couple weeks ago at the time of this recording. In fact, the previous two episodes, I've been talking about the behind the scenes journey around my rebrand on the solo perspective. Um, Then I had an interview with my brand and web designer, Gigi, and my special guest is actually another team member behind the scenes (laughs) who helped me with my rebrand. So it was an absolutely beautiful collaboration and you're going to totally see us (laughs) or hear us rather love up on each other and just like, just kind of, yeah, just praise each other so much. And it's just beautiful. So prepare for that. It's going to be a lot of gushing, (laughs) but it's such an important conversation. And I'm just so, so thrilled to really bring in this new layer of not just complexity, but this new layer of intentionality that we can infuse into our businesses to really create resonating content, resonating services that really serve our people at the next level. So I'm not going to be talking any much longer on my own, so let's dive in. Hello, my lovely quiet rebels. I am so excited to bring on an amazing soul onto the podcast today because she is actually another person who is on like the team behind the scenes when it came to my website rebrand. And she does so much more than, you know, incredibly like soul driven copywriting. She wants to talk about, you know, what it actually really means to be intentional with your messaging. And with so many of us, picking messaging that we just think is going to work for the market and actually not having it come from you. I really, really wanted to have this conversation on the podcast today because it's so important to have a brand that's actually led through how you want to show up online and offline. So please join me in welcoming the amazing Zafira Rajan. Thanks, Mikay. So happy to be here. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh. So I think we need to share the journey (laughs) 
of how we connected first before we get into all the <laughs> amazing things I mean actually this is something that I shared with your intention infusion students about this concept of a relationship map so <laughs> would yes. you like to would you like to share our relationship map <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of my favorite relationship maps and my students just love using that term now, by the way. Um, but I think our collective story began, was it two years ago or a year ago? Um, I think it was actually only a year ago. But only a year ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when um, you were applying to join the Copywriter Club Think Tank, which I'd yes. been a part of the year before. And um, we hopped on a quick, quick chat just so you could hear more about what that experience was like and it was so lovely I really felt like an instant connection to you right away and uh, you went on to join the think tank which is amazing we're so lucky to have you um and then I think we kind of just kept having these like pings across the internet connection (laughs) um and we met in person this year at TCC IRL in San Diego and um I think you'd also taken my quiz by then um, about your brand's core essence. Mm. And I think it, it seemed to just stay with you because you reached out um, shortly after. I think we both saw that we yeah. wanted to work with each other in some way. I didn't know what that collaboration would look like. But, you know, then ever since we have worked together on a copy for your website and I have hired you to help with my podcast messaging. So we both treated ourselves to VIP days with each yes. other, which was awesome. <laughs> um, but it was just really great to see how there were so many elements of your messaging that were resonating so deeply with me and vice versa. And I think we just knew there was something here that like mm-hmm. there was some magic to be made. So I'm so grateful that we our spheres collided. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And now our orbit has just expanded just because it was, like when we connected, like I felt the instant connection as well. And even though um, like it didn't, I was just saying like in the green room that suddenly that connection just kind of spilled into overflow after we met in real life. So that's the importance of IRL connections. And yeah, like before that uh, we just kind of like kept seeing each other like showing up showing up beautifully and like just like showcasing the work that we do just like how we help people to really like own their messages and just like really find peace with their identity and I just think it's beautiful how we just managed to collaborate and it's so organic (laughs) I know Yeah. yeah and oh my gosh so yes your quiz which we're going to link in like at the end it was the exact message I needed because after coming back from the event and just like realizing that there's a bigger direction, um, I just saw Sophia's quiz. It's like, you know, what's your brand's core essence? And I was like, oh, I actually don't know. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, who am I again? <laughs> actually, do you know what? Now that I think about it, I didn't realize it until now, but I think it's your quiz. It's the very reason why I actually hired Gigi in the previous, um, who came on to the podcast previous episode and actually put the wheels into motion for the rebrand that just happened at the time of this recording. So, wow, I didn't think about that. I didn't know. How beautiful. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. (laughs) Light bulb moment. But see, guys, this is how powerful quizzes are. And Vera is going to get into, like, how all of that, you know, could work for you and your business. But before we do... I think we need to take a step back and actually learn how you became this incredible writer. 
because it's been a part of your journey all this time. So can you please share with us a story that is Zafira? <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for everyone here, I worked with Meke on refining this <laughs> recently. <laughs> um, so I will not give you the whole spiel, but in a nutshell, um, I've always been a writer since I was a kid and, um, you know, was that annoying child winning prizes for English literature every year. Um, even though my best friend who was my competition kept winning everything else, but that was just mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've always been a writer and, um, you know, I did English at university. I worked in communications roles in higher education for a couple of years. And, um, I think the quiet rebel in me was someone who really valued her time and productivity and simply could not be boxed into a nine to five. Mm. Um, took me just two years to be like, nope, this is not for me. I also come from a family of um, pretty serial entrepreneurs. So I think that's in the blood. <laughs> but uh, a couple of years ago, I just kind of started scaling back from my full-time job in marketing and, um, was working just three days a week and freed up the rest of the time to start building up clientele. I made it a one-year contract so that by the following year, I would just have to press pause and start my own business, which is what I did. And um, I called myself a digital communications specialist for a few years. Super was fancy. Super <laughs> fancy. But that's, uh, you know, I was a graphic designer and a copywriter. I was working on ads. I was working on... Um, you know, strategic initiatives and higher education as well. And um, after a while, I just realized that I was serving anyone and everyone. Um, and I wanted to get really clear on what I was doing and who I was serving. So I went on an awesome copywriting retreat with Laura Belgray in Italy and finally found my own voice again after hiding behind millions of others. I went through the Copywriter Club Accelerator and Think Tank and realized I need to start calling myself a copywriter. <laughs> and all those programs really helped me niche down into the wellness, spirituality, and personal development space. I've always been drawn to those spheres because um, they've kind of helped me find parts of myself that I've lost along the way. And I could just resonate really deeply with what those entrepreneurs were serving and how their audiences feel. Um, so after working with mentors, getting really clear on my niche, um, now I'm, you know, a strategic launch copywriter, I'm a strategist and I help, I like to call, you know, conscious entrepreneurs <laughs> build, yes. grow and scale meaningful digital empires. And I do this through working on launch projects, through authentic automation with quiz funnels and emails through brand messaging and, um, my signature group program, which I released this year at the Intention Infusion, which um, is a copywriting and coaching program for um, early entrepreneurs who want more confidence and clarity in their copy. Yeah. Well, there's obviously so much to unpack here. <laughs> Just <laughs> a like, little bit. I'm like, oh, that, oh, that. Okay, first of all, I think there's not that many people I know that have such resonance with the people they serve. And so I would love to hear like how, because I remember asking this question on Instagram, like just in the end, I was like, oh, by the way, I keep seeing this word on your website and it's really resonating with me. Like, 
how do you identify a conscious entrepreneur? So could you kind of elaborate on that? You you said it so beautifully in DMs and no pressure to kind of like, re, <laughs> to kind of like recite that at all. <laughs> but I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, so there are certain entrepreneurs who feel aligned with that word and really live it fully um, in how they express themselves to their audience and within their business. So for me, conscious entrepreneurs are people who are very intentional, deliberate, and thoughtful with how they show up and run their business. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're deeply aware that every action they take um, has far-reaching impact and that they have a really significant role to play in um, how they serve their audience. And conscious entrepreneurs for me that I have really resonated with, that I have stayed connected with, that I continue to serve on repeat are people who know that their work is living their purpose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they care more about how they're changing lives um, rather than um, increasing their profit margins every year, which is still also awesome. But even though they tend to be doing quite well, money is not their main motivator. And uh, for me to be a partner in creating change and seeing that ripple effect of impact, I think that is a very conscious way of doing business. Um, Mm -hmm. Because for me, money is not my motivator either. For a while, I thought it was, especially in the early stages of my business. And even though now we have tired of using the words six figures. Um, (laughs) When I started, I felt like that was all that was being thrown at me in terms of messaging and ads. And I think a lot of us in the last years have really come out the other side to see whether that is really how we want to be defining ourselves. And personally, and for the clients I love working with, that's really not something that they love um, to really position as their main driving force. And they might even cringe at using those words a little bit, even if they're true. (laughs) Um, So that's really how I would define conscious entrepreneurs. Yes. And oh my gosh, for anyone who listens to this podcast, whether you realize that you are a conscious entrepreneur as well, because this is exactly what we live for, what we stand for as well. And I love what you said about the ripple of impact because, uh, you know Trey Addison, right? Uh, he was a he was also a think tank member, like in my cohort. <laughs> yes, we met briefly in San Diego. Yeah. Yes, yes, at our meeting TCCIRL, and he actually shared this term with me, like because ROI, everyone thinks of return on investment, right? And it's very masculine um, sort of way of looking at ROI and. I think we can definitely bring in the feminine as well. I'm not just trying to eradicate all masculinity, but also bring in the feminine as well, which is that ROI can also stand for ripple of impact. And I believe that entrepreneurs like lead with that type of ROI first and then the second ROI second, um, and then the return on investment second. Absolutely. Oh, I love how he turned that into something else. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's, you know, his, his thing is messaging. So he's got that down. <laughs> so That's what he's talking about. amazing so now that you've like really identified who you want to serve like how did you start bringing in intentionality because that is one of the very big reasons why you know I chose to work with you because you are the first and only copywriter I've ever worked with and that 
just that phrase like intentional messaging just like really spoke to my soul so how did you start bringing that into the work you do oh that's a big question um (laughs) (laughs) I think in terms of how I have positioned myself I one of my uh strengths is brand messaging as well and I've been creating brand messaging guides for the last couple of years which really help distill down what intentional messaging for each entrepreneur looks like. But I've also been putting myself through uh, Mm. consistent brand messaging tweaks and rehauls. And, you know, this is something that led you to me in the beginning is really knowing when you're facing that tension between what your website is saying and what your outward facing messaging is saying and what you're actually delivering and how you're serving. So I think when I, you know, when I first niched down, I was like, okay, this is it. This is who I am. This is who I'm serving. Six months later, I was like, well, I can narrow this down a little (laughs) bit further. Six months later, I was like, well, I can add something else into my service suite. So honestly, for me, being intentional also means being very flexible Mm. and adaptable because, you know, we all live in the marketing world. We're in the online space. And I think, for me being cultivating self-awareness has been a lifelong journey, but doing that in my business as well has been so important for me to continue to evolve and continue to strengthen my audience and show others how to do the same. So taking note of when I'm facing that tension in my business or when something doesn't feel right, or when others are telling me you know, what they see in me that I'm not seeing in myself and really Mm -hmm. applying those same principles to my clients and how they're showing up. And a lot of them come through my door because they can just feel like something is not right and something is off, right? And they can't put it into words themselves. They're staring at the blank Google Doc and keep shutting it down. So being intentional and infusing that in my business has also meant just really holding space for that messiness and really giving people room to explore who they are now compared to who they were before. Mm -hmm. And also talking to their audience, something that I really cherish doing is speaking to my clients, clients and their, you know, I asked to talk to their best friends. I asked to talk to their sisters, um, their husband, and just people (laughs) who can paint that 720 degree view of who they are. And sometimes that's all you need, you know, is to see how other people view you through a different lens. And, you know, whenever they get those transcripts, their hearts are just like warmed and it's Mm. such a great fuzzy feeling. And, So yeah, just paying attention to all these different parts of your brand and who you are and how others perceive you and being willing to have that dialogue with yourself and your audience when you feel like something is off versus waiting and putting it off till later is really what I think is an intentional way of doing business and ensuring that you are showing up as the best version of who you are for your people and for yourself. And oh, I can totally speak to when you have those transcripts or those conversations with people and actually having you as the person in the spotlight is really daunting, but you're right. I remember just people who 
I didn't expect to say such incredible things. They, they're the ones who said it. I mean, my, my, I have a cousin, <laughs> his name's Mike, and he like really shone a light on my forward thinking. And my brother-in-law in particular, so shout out to my brother-in-law, Lop, he shared with me that, because I always felt insecure about pivoting, because I always thought that made me look so flaky and, um, you know, and all of that. And he said, no, to most people that may be how they see you, but I see you as someone who actually has the courage to try. And that is what's rare. That's what so many people don't have. And so it's a really eye-opening process when you actually take the time or you, or you have someone like Zafira uh, to, <laughs> to really speak to those people for you because it is like, even just saying this out loud, it's like, oh, you know, like just I like, want to shrink into yourself because like, oh my God, I'm, I'm the spotlight right now. I'm in the spotlight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a really, really beautiful process. And I'm so glad you take your time through that. Thanks. And I, I just want to add that it's something you do very beautifully in your own business too. When we had our VIP day together and um, as you know, I'm a writer and I do that <laughs> for people, but really sitting back and having you hold space for four hours was honestly initially terrifying for me <laughs> to just <laughs> you know, like, keep talking and just keep sharing. And I was like, when do I stop? And you're like, no, just keep going. And I think we're so used to having like a time limit on how mm. long we get to share a story or how much to share, but you do such a good way. You have such a good way of really leading people through that process so beautifully and, you know, seeing what they don't, which is what you're saying, you know, you've experienced too, but um, I think you do it really well. <laughs> just saying. Thank you. And now I'd love to kind of um, map backwards a little bit around your quiz, because when I took the quiz, it actually really showed me that my messaging had been off for quite some time. And because I grow at a very accelerated rate and I make decisions and I shift a lot. And it's because I'm very responsive to like, I'm very in tune with my intuition and I'm also very in tune with the bigger conversations that need to be brought to the table and the kind of people who are ready for those conversations so that's why I always felt like ah I don't have time to stop um, but when I took your quiz it actually gave me that permission to just sit with it for a moment and it really spoke to me so I would really um, and again like that is exactly what prompted me to reach out to you and hire and hire you for your own like day spa which is it really, really is a spa-like experience to work with you, girl. So <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank <laughs> you. You're welcome. And I think that just goes to show the power of segmenting your audience on purpose, you know, based on where they are in the journey. So, And that is very much because you know all the things when it comes to building out quizzes. So could you just share with us the beauty and the power of quizzes? Because we've never had that conversation on the podcast before. And, you know, it's obviously it's very clear that it works because, hey, oh, very happy <laughs> day spa client here. And um, just kind of like how we can start thinking about possibly integrating this into our businesses and why. So for me, quizzes are a really intentional lead magnet and the perfect 
way for your to have a lead magnet that evolves with your business and really works for you and the background um, and not delivers stellar value to your audience. So for anyone who isn't familiar with how quizzes work as a lead magnet and a really intelligent marketing tool, when you take a quiz on someone's website, um, you know, it'll automatically segment you along the way very sneakily. I'm not going to reveal all those processes. <laughs> They're not ready for but, that anyway. Just just yeah. tell us the beauty of it. That's <laughs> uh, by the end of it, you receive a really tailored result um, that has a lot of value packed into it. It's, you know, the whole theme should be really personality driven and fun and aligned with your brand. And I think any opportunity we have to surprise and delight our customers is wonderful and quizzes do that for you and after you get your quiz results um if you had a good copywriter or if you took the time to do this you would also get a very tailored follow-up email sequence afterwards Mm. and um strategically for anyone who's using it as a marketing tool at the end of your email sequence you would typically serve up a very tailored offer um at the end and you have chosen each result, um, whether it's like segmenting by audience type or, you know, the kind of people that you serve. There's so many segmentation goals you can have with a quiz, but then you innately know which offer of yours is perfect to serve each specific quiz result. And so the difference between using a quiz versus like the downloadable checklist, for example, is that as your business grows and you create more offers, you can target each segment um, more specifically with your offers and instead of blasting your whole list of them and hoping, you know, you'll find biters in between. And you can also ask very strategic questions in your quiz, like that might be able to inform um, offers you want to create in the future, can give you more data about your audience, things that you really want to know about them, but you can't just outright go and ask them. (laughs) And so it's something that is serving you real-time data. It's giving your audience incredible value and insights, and it's showing them just how well you know them. And for me, I think that if someone is blown away by their quiz results and that's something they get for free, automatically they're thinking, wow, if I hired this person or if I actually purchased something from them, it must be really good. And (laughs) case in point is Meike. (laughs) 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 I was like, oh crap, this is really great. She knows me really well. And I think I'm pretty sure the day spot was on one of my tailored offers Mm -hmm. um, for that quiz result that you received. And it just plants those seeds. And um, besides having a great way to grow your email list, because quizzes are super fun and engaging and people just can't resist taking them, but you know, they got to give you their email address in order to do so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, running ads to quizzes is really low cost per lead. It, um, you know, it just enables you to just start off on the right foot with your audience. If you do your quiz well and they genuinely look forward to hearing from you time and time again so um I've been doing quiz funnels for the last year but I have been doing so many and I love them and after launching my own I can just see 
how quickly my clients' lists are growing, how much they're getting to know about their audiences. It's also a perfect launch lead magnet to run to your webinar and then change it to, you know, serve different offers afterwards. It's awesome for people selling evergreen digital products. There are just so many possibilities and you can always adapt it and make it flexible. So if you can't tell, I just love quizzes um, <laughs> today because yeah, they I do mean... so much for your business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sold. I already, I already said like after our, uh, after our day spa, I was like, yeah, okay. So vision board 2021 Sephira quiz funnel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because it, I didn't think about it that way that I didn't quite understand the versatility of quizzes and how they're extremely adaptable. They, how, as your business grows, it, it's, it will still be relevant because I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm like I don't do a checklist for lead magnets, but I have a PDF guide, which is still incredible. I'm not going to lie. The one on my website is absolutely amazing. But there will be a time where I do upgrade <laughs> to a quiz. And it's just really good to know, like both from the growth standpoint and also like even what you just said about such a um, low was it cost per lead for Facebook ads and all the things? Yes. So it's just like, it sticks with you and you don't have to keep reinventing what your lead magnet is because this will actually cater to anybody at different stages of the journey. Yes, absolutely. And it's, it is a big time investment upfront and, you know, financially too, obviously much more than if you were creating a general resource. Um, but like you just said, the beauty of it is that instead of reinventing the wheel each time or creating a new guide or creating a new PDF, all you would have to do is keep optimizing and tweaking and, you know, making it keep on working for you as your business evolves, which seems to be the theme of this conversation. So yes. Yes. it all just ties in together. Beautiful. And... So I love that we came up with this term during our VIP day, our, our spotlight day, authentic automation. So this definitely ties in with, you know, the quiz results and, you know, the, the tailored aspect of it. But I'd love to hear from you what that actually means and why should we consider it? Yeah. So for me, um, I love that we came up with that together. Authentic automation is really delivering very specific tailored value-driven content to your audience and um, when we create one overarching lead magnet we will assume that it can serve everyone in the same way mm. versus a quiz that really focuses on your unique strengths how you can use them um, parts of your personality and really channel that into a tangible, beautiful solution or end takeaway, um, serve up really curated resources for your audience. It's automated, but it's really strategic and smart mm. because when you sit down to create a quiz funnel for me and the frameworks that I've learned is a real beautiful combination of bringing data and personality and all your years of experience in business with just how well you know your audience into this really beautiful Venn diagram and the, you know, the space in between is how you get to the core of your audience. Everything from like the topic that you pick to like the themes that you're using throughout, like for example, you know, 
my quiz is like, what is your brand's core essence? But I also give you like the top middle and base notes of your Mm -hmm. brand. And all of those are, um, you know, plant notes and each one is picked for each type because I I know that (laughs) audience so well. And, um, you know, those particular pieces people keep sharing with me whenever they take the quiz, which is like, how do you know? I love this scent and (laughs) totally vibe with this thing. And, um, you know, I do know because I've done research and the data and I really sit down to take a look at what words they're using and what brands they like and weaving all of that through not just the quiz, um, but through their results and their emails. It's, it's not just like a one and done thing. It's not, you're not just clicking download, getting your, your resource. And then that's the end of the story. It's a continuous journey that you are asking your audience to come along for, with, um, for the ride. And I really like that. Um, it almost takes a week, you know, from the minute you take the quiz till you get your results and you're getting a couple of emails every day. And it's much like how, when you listen to a podcast, you know, you've got those 45 minutes where you're just listening to someone and you're paying attention to them and you start to trust them. So I feel like quiz funnels really amp up that trust factor in a brand right away in such a different, unique way that's authentic and still automated for you. Um, so you just can't beat it, you know? <laughs> and oh, I love that you kind of rehumanized automation because I think there's such a, it can, it's, it's kind of like with cold pitches, for example. Um, I think people just like make it seem so cookie cutter and so just like, void of human emotion and I feel that automation like even though it has incredible benefits you know the fact that you don't have to be so hands-on with all the things that are happening and to have it kind of go on autopilot there's something about that that almost feels like you're almost encouraging disconnection with your audience but I love that you kind of like brought in the human element again that intentionality with the word automation so I just I love it yeah And I I think it, you know, when we were talking about relationship maps earlier, I think it, you know, kicks off your relationship map with your audience in a much Mm. stronger way. And it's like something that keeps pinging them time and time again. I was just thinking about um, how you were speaking to my students in my program about this. And when we were talking about their relationship maps with me, a lot of them had taken that quiz initially, you know, and really just stayed in touch but they remember just how well it resonated so you know you just never really know who's watching or what's gonna land where but I think quizzes give you a way to ensure that it's stronger than you think (laughs) yes very strong starting point ah my goodness okay well clearly we're all sold on quizzes now and yes quiet rebels I am speaking for you because (laughs) because because hashtag goals work with Sephira So, Sarah, this has been an incredible conversation and I think it's just so needed, especially right now. And so I would love to know kind of like where can we get started? Because we've talked about, you know, both the big picture and like the finer details of how we can infuse more intentionality into our messaging. So I'd just love to hear from you, like what is one thing that we can just like get started with today or just like one key takeaway that can like just really get the ball rolling here? Yeah. So number one is 
take the quiz that Mayke is talking about, which is <laughs> what is your brand's core essence, because it will give you some new marketing rituals to diffuse into your business and provide some space for reflection, which I think is always needed, not just at the beginning of every year, but you know maybe every six months because things evolve so quickly. One thing you can do right now to see you know, how intentionally you're showing up or where there was an opportunity for you to take things to the next level. And this is something I like to do, you know, every quarter is dig back through all your recent client testimonials and feedback. And if you haven't published them on your website, get them up, you know, start putting them out into the world and start noticing what people are saying about you and sharing about your skills that you might not be describing or giving as much voice to as you'd like. Um, it took me a long time for me to realize that there were so many patterns in what people were saying and sharing. And that wasn't really what I was talking about in terms of what helped me stand out. So um, for me, it's a good shortcut into figuring out how to magnetize your messaging because you don't have to do any of the work. You just have to go and ask people what they think <laughs> and, you know, see what they say and, I think that can set you up to trigger a really positive reflection of um, your business and how you might want to consider evolving and doing some journaling around where you might be facing tension and how you're showing up and what is feeling sticky or uncomfortable um, can give you an opportunity to see what you want to lean in towards, what you want to leave behind or what you want to bring to the surface more, which I know is something you did so well, Mikay, is just realizing when you'd arrived at that point. Um, but if you just want someone to tell you what to do, take the quiz and I will happily do that. <laughs> yes, please, everybody, take the quiz and just, just give yourself a treat because honestly, those tailored responses, they are a real treat. And <laughs> they do kind of like give you that permission to prioritize reflection, which I think in this hustle, hustle, hustle culture that, you know, a you know, huge part of the online space is, you know, we don't really get a chance for that unless we make time for it. And I think, you know, just taking the quiz will really help you just get started and be like, oh, it's okay for me to want to think about the bigger picture is okay for me to really focus on me and what I want to bring to the world because ultimately your business can only go as far as you take yourself and I feel that this quiz can really like help you so where can we go Zafira to get this amazing quiz of yours <laughs> yeah so if you head to my website zafirarajan.com it is the first thing you will see on the homepage. And all you got to do is click, take the quiz <laughs> or just hop around the website for some fun gifts because it's full of those too. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yes. I, I, I love your website. There, it, we're in the same community and sometimes that's the occasional question in the copywriter club, like, Oh, whose website do you love? And like so many people have always like, you know, up, <laughs> you know, put your website down. And, <laughs> and I remember like when, um, when you kind of like added this whole uh, spa theme and this wellness, um, I love like going onto your website, just like seeing all the different like gifts. <laughs> yeah, it's, and the cucumber on the eyes. Oh my goodness, it's, it's brilliant. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. So yes, I'm going to pop all the links into the show notes so people can know where to find you, Sathira. So um, where else can they find you? So the quiz, your website, and which social media platform are you the most present on? 
Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at safira.rajan. Um, it's where I'm most active and um, always hanging out in my DMs. So don't feel, uh, you know, don't hesitate to reach out if you want to chat. <laughs> she responds, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I have lots of great conversations on there about my dogs, about coffee, about <laughs> all kinds of things. <laughs> yes, and we, we even bonded over equestrian therapy. So yes we so did. that's something I really wanted to like you've actually gone and tried it and I'm so jelly but at the same time so amazed by you know because I don't actually know anyone in my in my personal life who's actually done it so it's just amazing to hear your experiences and now I know in the future I'm definitely gonna just try it out because it just seems like such a beautiful experience <laughs> yeah if you're curious about working with horses and how wonderful <laughs> they can be go ahead and ask <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, nothing, nothing's like held back. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Safira, I have two final questions before I let you go because you have graced our earbuds, you know, for a lovely amount of time. <laughs> and so I'd love to know what makes you a quiet rebel? Such a good question. And um, for me, I think what makes me a quiet rebel is that I resist the status quo uh, on repeat, even if I'm not shouting it to the rooftops. <laughs> so every move I make um, in my life, in my business is really, you know, intuitive it's really thoughtful it's really intentional I trust my gut a lot of the time but I know when I'm feeling that resistance to the structures that we mm. tend to box ourselves into you know from the moment I had a nine-to-five and was watching the clock at 4 30 being like I'm done for the day this is a waste of my time <laughs> and I'm just deciding to start my own business um you know making big decisions and investments and just knowing that they would pay off are all things that happen behind the scenes and really set me up for success. And the other thing is that um, I'm also not afraid to talk about the things that we might be afraid to talk about. <laughs> so for example, this year, for example, has been really politically charged and it's forced mm. me to have some very candid conversations in my community with my clients. Um, and initially I've, you know, I always face fear when it comes to navigating these conversations around diversity and inclusion and, you know, how we use that in our marketing. But I, for a long time have felt that it is part of my role if I want to keep working with conscious entrepreneurs and I want to keep being part of that impact is to keep on speaking up and, you know, calling people in and doing the work to continuously learn. And it doesn't have to be loud to be heard, mm. <laughs> but it has to be done thoughtfully. So yes. I think that makes me a quiet rebel too. <laughs> oh, well, I think you just made us all proud to be quiet rebels. <laughs> I love this. Oh, thank you so much. And one final question, which is something that I always look forward to asking all of my wonderful guests. And so for those who have never listened to this podcast before, maybe this is the first interview you've listened to, which is amazing because Sarah is an incredible person to start with. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a new listener, you may not know what's coming next, but if you are a recurring listener, then you know what's about to happen. So when you hear this sound... Thank you.
means it's time for a fact of the day. So, <laughs> Sophia, you're in our, uh, as Gabby, who, um, our mutual friend Gabby, so she's coming on to next week's episode. Instead of a hot seat, because sometimes it sounds very intimidating, she calls it the warm chair. So, <laughs> <laughs> so well, you know, pick whatever you like, the hot seat or the warm chair. But I'd love to ask you this question. What is one weird fact or a fun story about you that not many people know? So a fun and slightly nerdy story, I will say, (laughs) (laughs) is that I used to be quite the poet when I was young, um, like, you know, 11, 12, and used to sit down and write all this very deep poetry that I thought was so profound. (laughs) And at the age of 13, I think I wrote a really long poem about the wind. I was just like very into metaphors at the time, apparently. And um, I'm pretty sure my teacher just saw that and she submitted it into this you know, major competition and surprised me with it being published in an anthology. So, you know, weird fun fact is that I had um, a poem published (laughs) in the book at a very young age about the wind, which, you know, I don't even remember now, but it must have been a good one. (laughs) Okay, so Quiet Rebels, we're on a mission now. We need to find that copy (laughs) of anthology. Oh my God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Probably somewhere deep in the internet, I would hope. (laughs) If it's in the internet, then it can be found. So for anybody who's up for the challenge... You can use that to judge what my writing skills were like from a long time ago. (laughs) To think that even from a young age, you're an award-winning poem-published writer. (laughs) Hilarious. I love that. So you're an award-winning writer, like right from the get-go. So I think that really speaks to your incredible skills that you've nurtured up to this point. And there is no cap on how that can grow even further. So beautiful. Thanks, Mickey. You're welcome. All right. Oh, gosh. So, Safira, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. So thank you so much for gracing everyone's earbuds, including mine, with your really soothing voice. (laughs) Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And so, my lovely, there we have it. So everything that we mentioned in today's interview will be popped into the show notes. So be sure to head for that link. And if you haven't done so already, I would so love it if you could subscribe to this podcast because that way you don't miss a single episode and another conscious conversation. And of course, if you feel cool too, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review because that really helps other quiet rebels find us. Oh my goodness. Okay, another great episode. And so I will be back same place, same time next week for another episode of the Choir Rebel Podcast. So until then, my lovely, do take care and bye for now.